Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Winning Post Preview Podcast. It's the first one of 2022, so hopefully we can kickstart the year with a bang. Happy New Year to everyone. I'm Joel Marshall, uh, steering the ship today with John Barker having some well-earned R&R. Joining me, as usual, is Daniel Nuttall to have a look at all the weekend's action. Well, Dan, it's a pretty decent weekend of action, a couple of stakes races in Melbourne, Perth Cup over in the West, and of course the uh, summer carnival. Summer carnival continues in Brisbane with a couple of stakes races and uh, some wild cards up for grabs for the Magic Millions meeting in a couple of weeks. What uh, what are your highlights for the weekend? Hi Joel, yeah, as always um, at this time of the year. Anyway, the, the racing in Queensland's the um, the clear highlight for me. It was a cracking week last weekend, and then Doombin. Uh, here to, to, kick off, to kick off the new year. And as you said, a few um, wild cards up for grads for the Magic Millions race day at the Gold Coast in two weeks' time, um, which is one of the highlights of the year for most punters. Um, but I think plenty uh, plenty to look forward to this weekend at Doom and at Queensland. That'd be my highlight for the weekend, Joel. All right. Well, we'll kick off with Flemington. And uh, news just in, too, uh, hot off the press, that uh, all the times are coming forward for Flemington's meeting. It's going to be a, a heat wave uh, down south over the next couple of days. So, um, uh, unfortunately, just just after both Best Bets and Winning Post publications went to press, but um, all times being brought forward, I think... Uh, before 11 o'clock, I think maybe the first race uh, is going to be run at Flemington. So it's going to be an early start, but um, obviously with the heat, uh, we can get it over and done with. A couple of stakes races, as mentioned earlier. The first of those is the Baggett Handicap Race 7, traditional uh, kickoff race for the new year. Or the other traditional race at Flemington on this day is the Standish, but uh, change in the calendar. The Standish is now in a fortnight and the Chester Manifold has come back a couple of weeks and it is the other feature. But uh, the Baggett Race 7 is for the stayers over 2,800 metres. And, Daniel, it's a tricky race because one of the uh, key lead-ups a couple of weeks ago was run at a farcical tempo, which saw Skelm just uh, hack along in front and win. <laughs> so it just makes it a bit tricky to uh, to line up the form. Sure does. Obviously, well, very judged uh, ride by Michael Poy out in front and Skelm. And, yeah, the, the tempo set there was um, going to be... Ver- Quite tough for them to catch him, and he ran it out the trip quite nicely and, and won well. So he's a chance in this. He's not my top pick, um, though. I think he's probably fifth top pick if I had to put him somewhere. I like the one, though. Good idea on an each-way basis. Um, he's a very good stayer. I suppose he's sort of these longer trips are certainly his um, preferred, I guess, distance range. 2,500 metres of the Packetham Cut last start. Did enjoy a good run up on the speed near um, there, but could couldn't get past Smoking Romans. That horse um, meets him three kilos worse at the weight. So with that weight turnaround in his favourite, good favourite, good idea, and the rise to twenty eight hundred metres, um, I'm going to put him on top and thinking he can turn the tables and Smoking Romans, who gives the impression he'll, he'll handle twenty eight hundred metres. He just hasn't seen it before. Uh, so it's a slight little query, but with the weight swing and the and the yeah, as I said, the, the proven. Um, I guess form over this longer trip. I've got a good idea on top at an each way price. Two smoking Romans in next, very consistent galloper. Um, as I said, gives every impression it'll, ride, it'll handle the rise and trip, but um, 
doesn't run it yet and does have to go up six kilos from 54 to 60. In for third, I've got the six high emotion. Um, very good behind Skelm. First up, obviously, strips fitter for that. And um, I think she's a, quite a talented staying mare. In for fourth, got Dragon Storm. Turned, to, turned his form around with a good win at the court. At the, in the Sandown Cup at Caulfield over 3,200 metres. Um, he's got to be some sort of a case, but good idea for me on top. One, two, six, four. Yeah, I've gone with a bit of an up-and-comer here in number nine, Tiger Tiger, who's just been uh, going around in sort of midweek grade, but two impressive wins at Sandown Hillside, um, coming from the back with big weights and winning very strongly. He will stay all day, this bloke. He's by Zed. Uh, we know he produces a great stay out of a... New Zealand Cup winner, a two-mile New Zealand Cup winner. So he will stay. Just the one query for mine is uh, the tempo. I think if it's a real walking race again, that's going to be a negative for him. But uh, hopefully there's a bit of speed. And uh, I see he's already uh, been specced in from 31s to around 17. So going to be playing him each way. From the favourite Smoke and Romans, no knock on him. I guess uh, apart from the, the climb in weight. But he carried 61 a couple of runs ago and and got beaten by a very good stayer in Will John. His next two runs, obviously, in stakes grade, he was on the minimum. So he's just got to, I guess, carry that little bit of extra weight in a, in a slightly harder race. But he'll be hard to beat. One good idea is a talented stayer. He can carry weight and a five skelm. We'll throw him in just uh, in case it is uh, sort of a similarly run race as last time. But a nine each way for me from two, one, and five. Race nine is, uh, sorry, race eight is the other feature. The Chester Manifold Stakes listed race. Over 1,400 metres, and as soon as markets went up, all they wanted to do was back Lighthouse. There's some pretty good horses at pretty good odds in this race, Daniel. Yeah, sure is. Um, look, Lighthouse might end up being the best of this bunch. Um, it's also said another couple of years' time, maybe, but I just couldn't get there at the price, um, despite the fact that she's won all three starts in Australia. Um, beat a pretty handy one in Bermudez. Um, last start in Bermudez, I think, odds on um, earlier in the program. Should be hard to beat. So, uh, not hard to see why she has her admirers. Uh, just couldn't dive in, couldn't jump in at that price. So, I found a couple at a, a bigger prices. Eight second slip is my top pick. Um, did enjoy a, a lovely run in transit last start, but um, it was too good for them there. He's always been a quite a classy galloper. He's run quite well in Turak handicaps and um, one of those horses that generally measures up to the level of opposition he's against. Um, he'll get a Lovely run again from Barrier 2 here with Jamie Carr sticking. Um, just thought he was probably worth a well worth a bet at that price, sort of $7, $8 and Lighthouse around two forty. So he's my top pick, the eight. Um, got Lighthouse in for second. In for third, I got the five. Looks like Elvis in form, this preparation. Um, it was former in real wheelhouse and a tissue earlier in the preparation in Sydney. Um, then to Melbourne, a pack of them last start and won quite easily. Tricky draw, has to contend with Luke Curry. Um, so it's a little query, but certainly a winning chance. In for fourth, we've got the one age of chivalry. Eight, five, sorry, eight, nine, five, and one. Yeah, I've gone um, for the SA visitor here, number 10, Farouk, made him my roughie of the day. His two runs this time in have been enormous over in Adelaide. He's drawn wide gates, got a long way back. He was never on the track last time out in the Christmas handicap. Both times he's finished off really hard, beaten a length, in that race prior to that when first up beaten just under two lengths in the city of Marion actually meets second slip two kilos better for beating him home in that race. It's a very competitive field. He's just got a 
I guess, bring that form and improve a little bit to measure up to this. But I thought at upwards of 20 to 1, he was worth a bit of a gamble here for Rook. From 12, not to be missed, who uh, did a good job last time out. He was freshened, had a really good jump out at Werribee and back in trip. They rode him cold and he finished too well. He drops in weight uh, for the little rise in class. So I think if he's ridden sort of similar, he can run this longer trip and certainly be a hope again. Uh, five looks like Elvis. Confidence-building win, hopefully, at Packenham last time out. He was very well weighted there under the conditions of uh, that Vobus Gold race. He can certainly run well. And nine Lighthouse. I thought she was under the odds a little bit, but she is certainly very progressive. And, well, the market's certainly with her. Um, she's a strong winning hope. I've left out second slip and Blaze Jowski, but their chances. Blaze Jowski was my best a fortnight ago, and he only just went under. And he's around $17, I think. It's, you know, it's probably over the odds, but uh, I couldn't fit him into my numbers. So I've got 10 on top from 12, 5, and 9. Uh, what's your best in value for Flemington, Daniel? The value um, mentioned earlier in, in the baguette, race seven, number one, good idea. The best, Joel. Earlier in the day, race three, um, quite the, the progressive gelding by the name of Moral Force, the 12. Um, on a ben, Bendigo benchmark 64, last start, carrying 59 and a half. He sat three wide throughout. Um, Jordan Child sort of kept him out of trouble, I guess. The dollar sixty favourite and has ridden like the best horse in the race and um, was very strong on the line there to win quite convincingly. Um, he's certainly up to this level, I think, up to 1,600 metres, looks suitable. He was specced in betting and um, started sort of in the market in a, in a good race at Caulfield over the mile, last preparation, but he almost fell at the start and over-raced, did plenty wrong and um, was just a complete forgive, forgive, forgive run that day. Um, but like the fact he was specced in what was a pretty strong race, um, fourth up, as I said, 1,600 metres and it's the right jockey on board. And Craig Williams thinks look a really promising type. Moral force. Race three, number 12, my best. All right. Well, my best is uh, Bermadez. Race five, number two. In the winning post tipsters column this week, all eight tipsters have him on top and five have them as their bet of the day. I see he's around $2.15, $2.20. Not normally my go, but I thought he was the best on the card. And you never know, he might uh, might get out and price a little bit. He was off a bit of a freshen last time out. Lighthouse got the better of him late, but I think now that he's had that run under the belt and up to 1,600, he's a pretty progressive force. I think he can win this and you know, get his rating up and they can target him at better races later on in the year. And my value was Tiger Tiger. Uh, my roughie for the day was Farouk, as mentioned. Moving on to Sydney Racing on Saturday, and we're on the Kensington track. Uh, don't usually have many Saturday meetings on the Kensington track, but um, a lot of sort of lowly benchmark races too. Uh, but some pretty competitive racing. Uh, no black type action, but um, there's some two-year-olds in the opening race trying to get a last-minute uh, ticket into the Magic Millions and a couple of three-year-olds trying to do likewise in race number nine. Daniel, what was your best in value for the Kenzo meeting? Yeah, my best comes up in race seven, uh, Dragonstone, name of the horse. Um, two runs back from a spell. He was um, well found first up, uh, got the job done as a short price favourite with 51 kilos. Pretty dominant win. The runner up there sat ribbons, no slouch. Then last start, um, just didn't have the easiest runs of it in, uh, time of it in transit. It was caught, caught wide, didn't have wholly the cover and Went down to Bacchanalia. That horse is um, flying this preparation and, and Frank the form further by winning the the Gosford Guineas yesterday. Um, so 
Dragonstone finds a nice race here. Tyler Schiller is given the job again. I think he's one of the more informed apprentices in the country at the moment. Um, and 53.5 kilos, Dragonstone, I think he'll be really hard to beat in race seven. So seven, race seven, number four, my best. The value comes up in uh, race four earlier in the day. Horse called He's Super Lucky, who's third up here. Just a forgive run last start. Um, caught wide and and a um, couple of excuses there. But <clears throat> he's better than that. The first up run behind Dragonstone, the horse I mentioned it just before, was very good. We finished third behind that horse. Um, here third up, uh, I think ready to go close. He's got a win third up before. He has one on this track. Uh, I just thought he was a bit of a blowout chance. Um, at big odds. Race four, number four. He's super lucky. Uh, my best is in that three-year-old race that I spoke of earlier, race nine, number four, I am lethal. Uh, got plenty of time for this bloke. He's really well-bred out of the group one winner, steps in time. He's won two from five. He won his maiden three runs back at Randwick. Since then, he's had two runs against older horses. I thought he was pretty good. Went fourth behind Borna King and uh, Francesco Gardi. And then next time out, quite a strong race. Him and Rubamos really had a ding-dong battle in the final furlong and he just got the better of him. He's a winner since. They've claimed with uh, Reese Jones, three kilos off, down to 55. And now they are looking at trying to get him up to the Gold Coast for the Magic Millions Guineas. A second may sneak him in, but a win will assure him of a place in that field. He's quite a fair way down in the order of entry. Um, I think he's around 50 to 1 for that race, so maybe a couple of dollars on him for that race as well. But I think he'll be very hard to beat. Um, Just uh, for those maybe wanted to step in, I think he's around six fifty-seven dollars. I think Starman's going to go to Brisbane, from what I've read, but he hasn't been scratched at either place yet. And my value bet comes up in the last race ten, number ten, head legislator, who has shortened into around five fifty. I think he was about seven seven fifty. He comes through the Wyong Magic Millions race where he got back from the inside gate with fifty-nine. Had to make a sustained run around them. He finished right on there. Here was a bit of a blanket finish. He's been in the Quinella eight of his 11 starts. Only two wins, but I think the penny really started to drop at the back end of last prep, and he finished his campaign with a win over promise of success. Very promising mare. I thought uh, on the back of that first up run, he drops in weight. He maps well. I think he can go through the grades this time in. So hopefully still each way odds available when we get nearer to Saturday. I do think Kerwin's lane will just about win again too. He was uh, good last week uh, as my best. Just coming back 50 metres was the slight negative, but he drops four kilos on that win. So he's very well placed and obviously must have pleased the stable to be backing up so quickly. Moving on to South Australian racing, and we're at Murray Bridge on Saturday for a nine-race program. And Daniel, what uh, have you come up with at Murray Bridge? Yeah, the best of the day comes up in race five. I think this horse... um... Quite well placed here. Be tempted. Patrick Payne, runner. I was I gave her a, a good chance first up at Flemington. Um, it was just a tough watch. She got back and ran into a bit of a brick wall in the straights. Um, I thought probably wouldn't have won the race, but certainly would have finished closer than uh, she did. She's finished ninth, only beaten two and a half lengths, but would have gone close to finishing in the in the minor money, I thought, if she had the, a clear passage. I think she's a really talented mare. Possession is a very um, good finish. Murray Bridge, the big track, wide track, will suit her down to the ground. Um, and with the run under the belt, uh, I think second up, she looks a really good bet, be tempted. Um, so, yeah, my best of the day, Murray Bridge. Race five, number one. 
value comes up in race three. Um, not a bad race for the three-year-olds here, but and there's a short favourite in the field in Stars the Limit, $1.80 chance. I just thought that was unders um, and looked elsewhere and land on Alpine Fun, the eight. It's Philly debuted at Oakbank and um, just took some time to warm up there, uh, but really hit the line nicely when warm. It was 1,050 that day. Um, I think with the run under the belt here, drops to 54 and a half kilos. Um, don't think she'll get as far back, but just thought it was over the odds. Um, perhaps looking for a little bit further now, but I was a pleasing enough first up run suggest she's a horse with a bit of ability and um, with, a, with a hopefully a softer run in transit here. Um, she might take some running down and uh, she might be hard to hold out. And yeah, just thought it was over the odds in that race at 27 to one. So race eight number, sorry, race three, number eight, Alpine fun, my value, Joel. Alrighty, uh, moving on to the action up north at Doombin on Saturday. Nine race card, as mentioned, some uh, Magic Millions wild cards up for grabs. And we've got two black type races. But we might as well take you through the quaddy because uh, that's two stakes races and a couple of races that uh, carry a wild card for the Magic Millions meeting in a fortnight. The first leg of the quaddy is the Magic Millions shootout, race six on the card. And um, there is a wild card for the Stayers race up for grabs here, Daniel. Yeah, I'm with the seven on top, Joel. Smart Meteor. Um, having very good preparation. One, been a bit of a non-winner, I guess. He's only had the, the four wins from 35 starts, but his win two starts ago was, was very good, thanks to a lovely ride from Jaden Lloyd. Got a bit further back in the field last start at Doombin, um, but he was uh, I thought he was a run at the race there from a long way back. Underwriting... Before the straights, um, kept coming and was as strong as anything on the line to run into third. He's clearly looking for the 2,000 metres now. He's got form over the trip. Um, gets in at 54 kilos. Um, smart, smart media on top for me, the seven. One in next for Petey. Um, very, very honest gelding. He went one or two in the cup over this trip earlier in the campaign. Humboldt Current will be running on as usual. Um, obviously, rock hard fit and in for fourth. Not the three face toss. Seven one five three in the shootout. Race seven is the group three Magic Millions Vogue Rogue Plate. Always a good race. Uh, we've seen Parata, Alligator Blood in recent years, win it and Apache Chase. Won it last year. We've got a very short priced favourite here in the Philly Shahonka from the Waterhouse Bot Yard. I think we had a couple of Phillies uh, win this race going back six, seven years ago. But, uh, yeah, very short around even money, Daniel. Uh, are you with her or against? I'm against. Um, I didn't think she'd come up this short. I thought she'd certainly be in the yeah, right in the market, considering her record, three wins, six starts. Um, on pace, we'll, we'll roll forward from barrier one. But I thought the, the one, release the beans, was the, was the way to go here at an each-way price. He's come, up, um, he's come up much longer in odds than I thought he would. I thought his first up run was very good. He got pressured in the gold edition there. Um, <clears throat> stuck on quite well. And running in for third. And the, the uh, winner there swooped from the back beam in Lagarde. And thought he did well, Rose Sabine's first up. Second up, 1,350 metres, both ticks. And he is one from one at Doombin. Um, just thought he ticked a lot of boxes and was over the odds. So he released Sabine's my top pick. The one. In for second, got the three, Starman. Um, 
look, fourth last start in a benchmark 72 in Sydney, but I think it's a pretty good form race. Um, he's shown plenty of talent only early doors, and um, his best racing is still ahead of him. Tiger Hard and Shahonka, I thought, were the two to round out the um, the picks. But, yeah, got to back release the beans. Uh, maybe a little bit of a saver on Starman. One, three, eight, two. All right. I think uh, Brett Preble had been booked to ride release the beans before he got suspended uh, recently in Victoria. So Luke Dittman gets another opportunity there on the Rob Heathcote trained runner. Race eight is the Magic Millions, the buffering. Uh, no black tight, but over 13.50. And the winner, if not already qualified, can get into the Magic Millions Cup. And it's a pretty competitive race, Daniel, including last year's Vaux Road winner, Apache Chase. Yep. Will be hard to beat, Apache Chase, but the barrier does scare me a little bit. Um, so, hence I've looked elsewhere and land on the nine, Kiku, uh, the Chris Waller trained mare. Plenty of class. Um, this girl, she placed in an eight stakes last preparation without a whole heap of luck and then ran quite well in an Empire Rose, a group one uh, mile race on, uh, on Derby Day. She got a long way back there. Ran on quite well, and I think she was the, the fourth quickest last 200 of the race outside the first three. So, talented mare who does run well fresh. She's won three or six of the trip. Um, just thought I might overdo it in front. She'll be running on hard. The nine on top for me. Three Apache Chase, who will roll forward, as always, but has drawn quite horribly in barrier 14. Not the greatest um, setup at Doombin. Um, but, look, very honest and... Certainly has to be included. One, Kementari, who was quite good in the Hunter last start, being freshened for this, does run well when kept fresh. And four, Tambo's mate in next, drawn ideally for him to roll forward and, and be in this for a long way. Nine, three, one, four. And we wrap up the day with the Magic Millions' nudgy stakes. Listed race for the Phillies and Mares. A uh, wild card on offer here is for the Phillies and Mares race on the Gold Coast. And, well, the Godolphin team have made a bit of a habit of winning these wild cards. Mm. They've won the the sprint race again last week. They've won that a few times recently, three in a row, I think. And they've won this race three of the last five with Kinshachi, Manicure and Athiri. I don't think they've won a race on Magic Millions Day yet, but um, no doubt they'll be trying very hard again to get Catellan into the race in a fortnight's time. And she's going pretty well. But up against a couple of uh, cracking types here in Isotope and Jamea, then. Yeah, it's a really good race. Uh, my best bet of the program comes up here in the in the four Isotope. Um, she's a very classy mare. She had the two runs in Sydney in the autumn, her most recent preparation. Um, she won a pretty hot Derby Monroe Stakes in Sydney in that in that autumn, and then thought the better run of the two was when she finished second to Wild Ruler, um, beating a the nose there. Uh, in their airfield sprint, Wild Rules obviously gone on to win a Group One um, earlier in the spring, early in the spring at Mooney Valley. Uh, yeah, just thought Isotope the the fact that she's first up here, uh, drawn to get a lovely run. Um, I think she will be really hard to beat in the last, and the, the money's sort of come for her already this week. So four on top. I've got the five in next Jamea. Plenty of class about her, and she's been trialing quite well. Miami Fleece. Uh, also got plenty of time for. She's won five or seven, but she's drawn uh, the widest gate here. Jump from 16 after the emergency's come out <clears throat> if they elect to run her. Um, but she, she has to be included. She's got plenty of ability. In for fourth, I got Nudge, the uh, who's <clears throat> the Chris Waller um, train runner off a bit of a freshen up after last being seen running well in the gong behind Count de Rupee. 
Um, so she's got to be included as well, I thought. I think you can put Cardellin as well in the quaddy, um, as well as maybe Intrepidatious at a bit of a price. Isotope on top, though, four, five, seven, and two for me. Yeah, well, you couldn't really leave Nudge out of the Nudgy Stakes, could you? So I'm sure there's <laughs> going to be a few uh, a few omen uh, wages go her way. We've had your best for the day, as you mentioned, Daniel, is Isotope in the lucky last, but your value comes up earlier in the day. It does. Beach Break is the name of the horse. Race five, number 13. Um, look, first up at the Gold Coast, it's pretty, it's a pretty good uh, handicap race there. It's a second-tier meeting, that Gold Coast meeting um, that day. But she's run quite well into fourth. 1,200 metres I thought was always going to be too short for a fresh. She's up to a much more suitable trip here. She loves Doombin. Um, four wins from eight starts. All four of her wins have come at this track. I just thought 52.5 kilos, a bit of speed on in the race. Um, she gets the brakes in the straight. She'll take some um, She'll take some holding out beach break. Quite a talented mare on a day with a big finish. Doesn't always show it. Can be a little bit inconsistent, but I think it sets up nicely for her here, and she should get every chance. Race 5.13, my value, Joel. All right. Uh, I haven't delved too seriously into the form for the meeting yet, but uh, I'll be having a couple of dollars each way on it. Tycoon Evie in the last. I've been backing her. She's been racing pretty well. Uh, it is a tough race. Hard to bet against the likes of Isotope and Jamea, but uh, $41, I thought, was maybe double around of what double around uh, the odds that perhaps she should be. So Tycoon Evie for me each way in the last. Over in the West on Saturday, we've got a 10 race card for Perth Cup Day. We have three black type races, including. The Cup, the first of those black type races is race six, the Summer Scorcher, a listed race, and a bit of interest here in the bottom runner. Number 10, the Front Bar, uh, has been bought by uh, Seymour Bloodstock and I think Werrett Bloodstock and a few other new owners, and I believe is heading here, um, heading east following Saturday's race. He's won five from eight. He's got a big finish on him, so... Interesting to see how he goes in that listed affair before he leaves the West. Uh, winning post WA expert BJ Ryan has tipped the six Miss Kentucky to beat the front bar, number 10, and then three Gemma's Son and two Mervyn. Race eight is the Group 3 La Trice Classic. This is for the Phillies and Mares over 1,800 metres. BJ is with number four, Beret, who's uh, building a bit of a picket fence. He, uh, she had four seconds in a row. But she's made amends and put three wins together. So he, uh, BJ thinks Beret can get the cash again from five Chili is Hot, six playing Marika, and one Dance Music. And race nine is the feature. It is the Tab Touch Perth Cup. Group two level these days, over 2,400 metres. We do have 16 runners, a capacity field. And BJ's value bet for the card is number 15, Stafford's Lad, who's been doing a really good job since heading west and joining the Dan Morton Yard did win the ATA stakes, a key lead up, beating a couple of the Bob Peters runners in Pure Devotion and Midnight Blue. And uh, BJ thinks Stafford's, lads can, uh, Stafford's lad can get the cash again from 12 Midnight Blue, 8 Black Shadow and 14 Pure Devotion. As mentioned, Stafford's lad is BJ's value. His best is earlier in the day, race four, number eight. Go forward. Across the Tasman on Saturday and... We have a huge day's racing at Ellerslie in Auckland. Plenty of black type racing. 
including the Group 1 Railway, which has fallen away. It had a lot of entries going back a few weeks ago, but only the nine left. Perhaps some running scared of the two gun mares, Levante and on Trivier. Of course, we've seen her in Australia strut her stuff very well in Sydney. They're going to dominate the market, those two, but I am tipping a bit of an upset. Number eight, Rosen Powell. She's been very good for her followers, and this time in, she's taken the next step. She's won three from three. She stepped up to Black Type Company last start, got the job done. Just love her racing style. She pings the lids, puts herself on speed, and just gives herself every chance. Only getting a kilo and a half off on Trivier and Levante is going to make it difficult, but she is going to give you a good run for your money. I'll throw in number five, Summer Passage in for fourth to make up the numbers for the railway. It's a difficult day, and she's huge odds. I've made her my best rose in power, even though she's going to need a bit of luck. And I've made my value, hoping that history can repeat here. Race 10, number 14, Are You Savvy? Was with him this day last year, and he won this race, a benchmark 65 at good odds. He'd been sort of racing without a lot of luck and sort of mixing his form. He's continued to do that in the last 12 months. He's only won two career races, but... He just is he's a bit bit in and out, this bloke, but he might just be peaking the same uh, for the same race as he did 12 months ago. He ran very well at Tarapa three starts ago, win second. If he brings that form, he's definitely a chance. The other meeting in New Zealand on Saturday is down in the South Island at Riverton. My best bet is in one of the maidens, race eight, number 14, Party. She savaged the line her first couple, but laid in badly up the straight. She would have won either of those but for making that mistake she was placed both times came back in trip last start got buried along the fence uh, it was a bit of a horror watch but uh, stepping up to the mile they did enter for her for the Oaks, so obviously they consider her a bit of a staying prospect hence the step up in distance should really suit and she can break through and race one a little bit on spec here number 14 passarella she had three or four trials when owned by brendan and joe Lindsay from cambridge stud now that was on the north island she ran second in one of them, unplaced in the other three. I wouldn't be rushing to back her in a strong race, but this is not a strong race. She's obviously changed hands down to the South Island. And, uh, yeah, keep an eye on the market. But some of her, or particularly her, her one trial where she was second, she was beaten a long way, but the winner, Tsunami Sam, is very smart and is now with the Hayes team in Melbourne off of his debut win. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye out for Passarella in race one at Riverton. Well, that just about takes us out for this week's podcast but uh of course we do have the lazy lobsters well daniel the uh lazy lobster last week uh kerwin's lane thankfully got me back into the yeah. winner's column after, well yeah well i've had i had three or four weeks where my best had sort of been winning but i've just been choosing the wrong horse to have me 20 on but uh thankfully kerwin's lane got the cash uh barks's secret glamour well, I was on her too. That was a hard watch. She just got way too far back. Definite uh, eye catcher, and I wouldn't be dropping off her. And uh, your angel like, I didn't catch that race, but uh, hard luck story or not? No, seemingly had every chance, I thought. Um, yeah, so I don't, can't, whilst I'd love to blame something, um, <laughs> I, I can. So, no, just not good enough. Did run, did run, a, ran a good race, ran third, but no, a couple, found a couple better. All right. Well, you were on a roll prior to that, Smart Meteor and the Bopper. Um, so let's see if you can get back on track. Who are you going for this week? Yeah, going to go to Adelaide again. Um, Murray Bridge, be tempted, I think, is a very good mare on a day. Finds a nice race here, 58 kilos after the claim. Um, hard to beat, 350 um, at the moment. Might shorten, though. 
Race five, number one, Joel, my 20. Be tempted. Okie dokie. I will stick with my best in Sydney, which is on the Kensington track on Saturday, and it is race nine, number four, I am lethal. Well, there you are, listeners. Hopefully, we've uh, kicked off your 2022 in uh, winning fashion. Plenty of uh, good racing to get stuck into. Don't forget to get out and pick up your winning post. We've got uh, form for meetings from Friday through to Monday, and obviously uh, the big New Year's Day action all covered. Thank you for joining us, and uh, hopefully we will join you next week with our pockets full.